fans to watch all the matches that another generation of wrestling fans and maybe some would say the definitive voice of that generation or at least a voice of a generation Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer rated five stars or higher and we're going back to all Japan we're at the halfway stage now of our Kabashi-thon of five straight matches with Kenta Kabashi we just saw him as part of a six-man tag only a few weeks earlier in all Japan time in 1993 now he's in singles competition and he is against essentially the final big boss of all Japan. Before there was Volta, there was Stan Hansen. By that I mean, unfortunately, um, my co-host here... Simon Cross. Time for you to sit under the learning tree as I slightly misremember my basic reading up on this. Because Jumbo Saruta wasn't around to really do the big generational handoff, both first to Masawa, then you would assume to Kawada, then Kabashi... Essentially, Stan Hansen was the only person of that old guard that was still there. Tenru had left. Jumbo had had to leave and then go down the card. Um, Terry Gordy's probably not really around at this stage. So Stan Hansen is essentially the, the embodiment of the old guard and the gaijin. And he really is the final proving ground, I suppose, for all these young talents. You know, Masao beats mm. him for the triple crown earlier the, in the previous year. And so now Kawada and Kabashi are the guys that have to try and beat Stan Hansen to prove that they've passed that final test. And I guess that's really the story of this match. And what I will say right out of the bat, did it surprise you, Simon, as it surprised me, how much of the offense Kabashi took in this match? Oh, absolutely. I, I went in because, as we talked about previous episode, when I saw that this was something I was going to be like looking at, I thought, great slugfest just two dudes just wailing on each other throughout that was my like preconception of what this was going to be going in and it certainly wasn't that no, for like large was... portions of it i mean stan hansen doesn't do himself any favors by getting preoccupied kicking a ring boy yes <laughs> stamping on a young line and i what i love about that is obviously how disrespectful kabashi finds that and just the look in his eyes of you Fucking what? <laughs> I don't know if it was a sense of disrespect. The sense I got from this match was Kabashi knew he couldn't give Stan Hansen a second to recover. Okay. He just attacks him at the bell, behind Hansen's back, essentially. Pre, it's pre-bell. It's pre-bell. Yeah. yeah. He attacks him. He sends him to the outside. He slaps him around. He hits him with the DDT. He hits him with a tackle off the aprons. He keeps on the aggression. He never lets up. There's a moment when they go back into the ring where Kabashi's just refusing to let go of a chin lock on Hansen. Hansen hits him with a suplex mm. and Kabashi won't let go. When Hansen goes to the outside to recover, Kabashi follows him right back to the outside. He won't give him a moment's rest. Hansen can't get free. Um, there's a moment when he comes into the ring where I think he just charges uh, uh, Hansen like Hansen just charges at him and Kabashi just there immediately with a backdrop. It's yeah. like Kabashi has an answer for everything that Stan Hansen's giving him in the early stages. Because uh, I was expecting, like I said uh, earlier, I, I kind of see Kabashi as sort of um, 
All Japan's Ricky Steamboat. And I think the thing yeah. you always remember about Ricky Steamboat, like his arm drags, his high-flying... His but selling. His selling, that was the thing. So I was expecting, like, a selling masterclass from Kabashi. And I would say, this, and, you know, the structure of matches usually is that the heel hit, swallows up the majority of the attack. Yeah. It takes a flourish at the start, flourish at the end. Yeah. But they control the main portion of the match. I think if you were to, like, do a tally of who hit who with what... I'd say Kabashi hit 60-70% of all the moves in this match. Was Kabashi hitting Hanson? Would you say that's fair? I think I have uh, my first page of notes. Um, bearing in mind I'm like writing on like full A4. Um, uh, Hanson gets one attack in and it's on the dude cleaning out the streamers. <laughs> they do the trade-offs in strikes and Kabashi's winning all of them. You know... But Stan Hansen, and so what... The, oh, no, 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 I, I retract that. Stan did get a couple of slaps well, this the, in. That's about it. Yeah. Um, and I also just want... And that was my note that I was a bit surprised by, just how great Hansen is at selling. Hansen yeah. is great at selling, just he's utterly overwhelmed. He's being knocked all about the place. He's getting hurt. He's and basically... He, sorry, go on. I was just going to say, his face is just like, I did not expect this. Yeah. He's just weathering a storm and desperately trying to... It's weird that it, he's the one making the desperation comebacks in this match. Mm. And he gets it by... This was just a big note. This was the note I make. Kabashi charges down Hanson in corner. Knee to face! Yeah, he just absolutely boots him. <laughs> it was horrible. They had to, you know... Yeah, but it wasn't a technical play. Big to go back to your point, it wasn't like a technical. Oh, I'm going to time it right now. It's like, oh god, this dude's coming at me. Just throw something. Yeah, and so Hanson kind of knows that he's got to take advantage of this now. You think he's going to do a running dive, but he runs, gets out of the ring, goes on the apron, and hits right. a tackle. Although Stan Hansen does do suicide dives over time, so he has to sort of adapt to yeah. what these guys are doing. That must be terrifying with his vision problems. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then again, like it's a key that he's got to hit, get Kabashi as desperately as possible. So it's one of his first big moves is to powerbomb Kenta Kabashi on the floor. But then when Kabashi comes back in, he wins another strike off, and he goes up for a top rope drop kick, but he misses it. Yeah. The, the, essentially, this was my note at this stage. The story of this match is that Kenta Kabashi is trying to chop down a redwood, and he's making some progress. It's like wobbling. It's wobbling, but the arms get tired, and like it, the moment the tree's got the chance, it's just like leaning back towards him, and now he's got to hold that pressure up. He's got he's got to sort of get through it now. Yeah. So there's all these you know fighting spirit exchanges between the two of them. Kabashi's just got that great fired up look, and you know I'm gonna slap you and slap you and slap you until you go down. <laughs> yeah, he hooks up really well, mm. but it's just that that sense of like desperation like i said earlier with the chin lock then later on he gets a sleeper and hansen's trying to fight him off and kent kabashi's just rolling through with his attacks and reapplying the sleeper as you know as soon as he gets it um he goes for a bulldog on stan hansen but stan hansen's able to turn that into a backdrop and the crowd reaction to that as well is like oh because obviously the back suplex i have it more as a suplex yeah, yeah. um obviously revered in japan um japan Japan <laughs> in Japan, <laughs> so revered. I would, like add an extra syllable to it. No, it's not a syllable, just em- 
Tharsis in a weird place. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Japan. So anyway, Simon. This, uh... <laughs> What's also amazing is whenever Stan Hansen just adjusts the elbow pad, the crowd is, like, on their feet. The only, like, closest thing I suppose you had in America was whenever Jake the Snake Roberts sort of gave the DDT sign. That's yeah. really... But even then, like, the reaction may- in Japan is so much more... Maybe like, when Macho Man raises his arms on the top rope. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. But even then, you know what he was going to do anyway. But now it's like, oh, he's planning it. I suppose now you've got Okada doing the Rainmaker pose uh, would be the equivalent now. Yeah. And Seth doing, like, the stomps before like, his uh, curb stomp sometimes. Mm. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's the finish. It's almost like a... It's Chekhov's gun. It's like, a lariat's coming. Sooner or later, there's going to be yeah. a lariat. But again, just Kabashi just... He's not having it. Drop toe holds him and then just starts hitting leg drops. I'm going to leg drop you. I'm going to leg drop you again. I'm going to go off the top rope. I'm going to hit another leg drop. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna springboard off the um, off the rope leg drop, then top rope leg drop. His poor hips, his poor poor hips. Ah, oh, he puts them through it. But it's so interesting, just that the that Hansen's the desperate one. Like Kenta Kabashi, even though Kenta Kabashi has got bru- in a weird way that kind of works that Kabashi's got all these bruises because it's like one a hit from Hansen and you're yeah. out. It's like Hansen's got that Michael Tarver knockout power. Not Michael Tarver, yeah. sorry. Uh, yeah. Michael Tarver was the NXT guy. Although his thing was that he had a punch uh, with a knockout power. I'm thinking Deontay Wilder. That's what I meant. You are thinking of Deontay Wilder, yeah. Yeah. I can't really say they the, sound. The slight like... difference is that Deontay Wilder is, is throwing every blow as a knockout blow. Yeah. Like he's, he's going for the haymaker every time. So Stan's not throwing lariat after lariat after lariat. But yeah, Kabashi goes for a moonsault and he hits it and that gets a really long two count. So it is just that. And that was like an amazing near fall. Yeah, so, that, that was the first moment. Of like, oh, fuck. I don't know how this is going. Yeah, yeah. I, Han- and then Hansen has to hit an Enziguri. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's this amazing moment where he's just holding on to Kabashi's feet. To try and stop Kabashi from going... I think Kabashi was going to go for another moonsault. Yeah. And he's just desperately clinging on to uh, Kabashi's feet. So, and they, they, As you say, he's cut him off at that point. And the elbows, the fists, they're just like hammering at each other's face. Like, mm. There's no blocking. It's like, this is the moment. I have to win this exchange. Yeah. And um, Hansen hits that almighty headbutt, which just flings... Um, Kabashi off the top rope, and he's yeah. just not moving. Well, that's that. Yeah, we've kind of uh, gone ahead to the finish there. But uh, Kabashi then starts going for roll ups and cradles. It's just Kabashi knows he's got this opening. You know, he's got yeah. to try and take it. It's like it is like um, it is like a like an, a, a team in a in a football game, and as it's coming to the end, and they're like one nil up, but it's against a Man United or something. They know that they've just got to hold on. Uh, their get... strikers sitting on their own um, 18 yard line that yeah. kind of thing or that it's nil nil but the team is like like they've got the guy against the ropes it's an unexpected opening yeah. for you and you've got to take it this is your one shot um, but yeah he goes up for a moonsault again and Hanson fights back and then you've just got this desperate battle in the corner where Kabashi's hitting him with elbows Hanson's hitting him with headbutts <laughs> 
and then hits that almighty haymaker headbutt. Yeah, and then just clatters in with the lariats. Yeah. And that sends Kabashi from the top rope. And that's enough for Hansen to get the three count. Now, I, to be honest, was expecting a bit more. But it just, I guess it was like, this is not just a lariat. This is the equivalent of a top rope lariat. Because he's taken the lariat and he's also... Had had the full. Yeah. Um, I would have expected Hansen to follow it up with another running lariat. Yeah. Um, again, because Kabashi had hit so much and Hansen had only hit... But again, it just shows no one's kicking out of that lariat, essentially. Yeah, yeah, it, it protects his lariat. And um, even though Kabashi gets pinned, you're like... Hansen didn't win. Hansen survived. Yeah. If- yeah. If you, uh, yeah. Well, that was always how uh, I read the end to the uh, the finish to like the Triple H uh, Mick Foley street fight, which was again an example of the babyface probably getting more of the uh, hits in than the heel does, which is usually yeah. the case. And it is a case of Triple H momentarily stopped Mick Foley, and it was yeah. Triple H that went out on a on a stretcher, uh, a bloody mess. Yeah. But then, exactly. did you see the uh, post match? photo of kabashi's face i didn't know oh that's a that's gonna leave a mark what it had <laughs> left a mark we saw the mark and again it's just like what we were getting back to with the kawada thing just the the punishment and the the effort that kabashi was going through like he's maybe a six-year pro at this point yeah he's already maybe the best in the world but you could well he's hobbling in this match and i don't recall them doing any work on the knee so he's just no. legitimately already his knees are screwed. Or he's just tweaked it somewhere, but yeah. I think he's just his knees are screwed. <laughs> it, it can be both things, really, on this by Because his knees are definitely screwed, I do concur with that. But that's not even the story of this match. So it's just, yeah. again, it's just showing why Kabashi, he burnt bright, but he burnt for not as long as he should have done for his career. Yeah. Uh, essentially, by the time you move, like they go to, well, we'll save that when we come to. It. We're only halfway through this Kabashi-thon. but have we finally reached five star junction, Simon? Oof. What do you think? Not quite, not quite. Very good, um, but just not quite there. It just didn't. Sw- it, it started well, but it just didn't sweep me. It didn't carry me all the way into it. If you know what I mean. I was I was carried all the way. I'm going to give it five stars uh, because I was like, it's on the precipice. So if it's in the five stars, it's on the lower range. But mm. I just I couldn't improve upon this match other than maybe Stan Hansen hitting another lariat. But maybe I just don't understand the context of hitting a lariat from someone off the top rope is essentially like the top rope version of a finisher. That is a top rope AA. That is a top yeah. rope styles clash. I th- I think the thing the one thing that's just making me go I think the thing that took me out of the sweep is the chin lock stuff. I get why it no, was there. The chin lock stuff worked. That was pure character stuff. Just cuz it has a chin lock doesn't mean that it's a rest hold and it's them being lazy. No, no, not so I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it just slowed the momentum. Just that hair bit I think. Oh, Maybe that's what took me out of it. I utterly disagree with you there. That was like that's the fine. Best, that's fine. That was like the like, best worked chin lock I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm not saying it was poorly executed or anything like that. I'm but just it's saying so fit the match. It's so fit the match. That was like a positive to me. That wasn't a negative. 
All, all I can say is I think that's possibly the moment where it just took me out of it. Just that hair, just that hair. I don't, I, I, again, I, I, I get, I'm, I'm doing this thing that we've talked about where I, I'm, I'm talking about an unquantifiable sort of X factor, but I think that's just where I was like, I just, I was just not in it, not in it to that, not in it to the, the pure joyous extent I was. Are you swept. sure it wasn't just that was when the pizza man rang the doorbell and you had to pause the match or something? No, 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 it's not that. <laughs> I like, I, I, like, I just know when I've been swept up in it, like I was with the six man tag match that we've both rated five stars, and that just had me. This didn't quite have me. Okay, all right, well. If people want to get in touch with Simon and say they'd have him in a different context if he ever came across them in the street, how can they do that? Uh, they can get in touch with me on Twitter, where I'm so known as Simon Cross Free. Um, so known for the the free count that he would have got off the extra lariat had Stan Hansen thrown it, but he'd already had it in the bank, so it's fine. <laughs> My name's Lorcan Mullen, that's L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A for armbar, N for neckbreaker. That's my email address if you put in at gmail.com at the end of it. Facebook, Instagram, uh, Letterboxd, Twitter. Uh, our teams, uh, our podcast email is lmtyspod at gmail.com. Uh, you can get in touch with us through that. Our next episode is another Kent Kabashi singles match, and it's him against another guy, Jin. But instead of it being Stan Hansen, it's essentially the man I guess would claim Stan Hansen's status as the top guy Jin of Bearded Stan. Yeah, Bearded Stan. It's Oklahoma's Doctor Death, Death Steve, Steve Williams. Williams. Now, another match when I saw it in our in our list, I, I am looking forward to watching this. And this match is only again like. Five, four and a half weeks after the the Kabashi Hansen match. So, in the space of two calendar months, Kabashi's involved in three matches that Dave Meltzer would rate five stars. So, I'm just positively he's, he's, frothing. You know what? You know what? Controversial opinions, Simon. I, I think this Kent Kabashi is quite good. You know what? Yeah, I, I think I think, I, I, think he's, I, I think he's got something. A good stretch for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, until then, let's see if it wasn't a flash in the pan. Multiple flashes in the pan. Or a flash in Japan. Japan. (laughs) That has been another episode of Let Me Tell You Something. Thank you for letting us tell you something on behalf of myself, Lorca Mullen. And myself, Simon Cross. Have a five-star time. Until the next time.